Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, uh, contributor predominantly orange, with my co-host, also contributor predominantly orange, Joanne Lopez, on a very exciting, exciting episode today as we are previewing the Denver Broncos Week 3 matchup against the Miami Dolphins, which is tomorrow on Sunday. I'm super excited uh, for this game. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of high anticipation for this one, especially with, you know, I know it's early in the season, but the Broncos cannot – um, you know, a four to go 0 and three, you know, starting off the season. Um, and it's especially a really exciting episode that we got lined up for you today as we go through our keys to victory and everything. Because Jordan Lopez, uh, our co host right here, he is going to the game. So this is going to be really fun. He's going to be there in person, uh, watching your, De- your Denver Broncos take on the Miami Dolphins. We're all two and oh squad at the, uh, um, at the top of the NFC or excuse me, the AFC East. So, it's a tough division in an AFC game. You got to win these games if you're an actual legitimate playoff contender. Um, and the Broncos got to start here. They cannot, like I said, they cannot afford to go to 0 3. Um, because um, before we go ahead and you know get through these uh, keys to victory, only six teams since 1979 have made the playoffs after starting 0 3, and only one team in NFL history has actually made the the playoffs. After starting zero uh, and four, that was at uh, in fact the San Diego Chargers at the time. Um, that was well over forty years ago. So yeah, the Broncos they got to win these next two games. It's um, obvious, but they got to start this week in Miami um, at Hard Rock Stadium in the three hundred five. Um, which, by the way, Jordan, you uh, live in Miami, so I think it'd be a good one for you to take this one off. I mean, it'd be uh, amazing to see my first in person, you know, Broncos game as a as a dub. Currently 0-2 right now watching games. Uh 2017 when they played here, they lost 35 to 9. Jay Simmons uh only touchdown of the game, which was a pick six. And then last year in uh Tennessee, when uh obviously I'm wearing my Judy jersey and he gets her on the first play, it would have been a touchdown. And then we lose by one possession again with a hack at masterclass. But I'm hoping Sunday's a lot better. It's Technically, a must-win game for us at this point. I know it's very early in the season, but we have to win this game. So we're going to see what this team's all about come Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, very highly anticipated matchup. Um, Broncos need to improve to 1-2. and two. And how do they do it? Well, we're going to tell you all in today's episode. I'm going to go have, go ahead and start off with my keys to victory. Number one, pressure to a tongue of Iloa. I mean, the dude is playing at an all-time high level. He's playing the best football of his career. We all know that. We're seeing it from, you know, um, the broadcasting and all the, you know, highlight reels and everything. Um, he's playing really good football, and his stats suggest exactly that. You guys, um, you know, we, we pulled out a lot of those stats in our last episode. He's one of the best quarterbacks under pressure. Um, he's one of the best quarterbacks throwing down the field, moving the ball, at, uh, you know, past the sticks. I mean, just all around, you know, He's playing at MVP level. I think we can all agree with that. And, um, you know, while there is a lot of good players out there, this is going to be one of our toughest tests of the season coming in week three um, in Miami, um, in which, you know, obviously Jordan knows that heat over there is just different. I don't know about the heat personally, but these players that don't know about it, they're about to find out this Sunday, which means it's going to be a long, hard-fought game, um, even if there's a lot of explosive offensive plays happening. Um it, Players are going to get tired fast, and that means a lot of people have to. St- a lot of players have to step up to the plate, and I think that starts with their pass rush. If you can pressure to, uh, especially up the interior, um, I know Jordan, you've mentioned this. If we can get pressure from the interior and then out, I think you can uh, force to uh, you know get a little bit uncomfortable because this guy, once the pressure is in his face. I mean, just like Russell Wilson, he's not the tallest guy, so he will struggle to see the middle of the field and make any type of plays. So if he can get pressure up the middle, 
DJ Jones will need to have a big game. Mike Purcell is expected to play. He's uh, coming off a little injury this week in practice. He's going to need to have a big big game. Zach Allen, who we signed on this offseason, is going to need to have, have a big game. Those are three three names you have to watch this Sunday, and uh, they got to generate pressure if the Broncos want to get any uh, you know chance of having Tua um, and that that offense you know go you know kicking field goals or punting because that's the best case scenario for this team. Yeah, I was going to say more specifically, like how you just said, just internal pressure, really pressuring from that interior. Zach Allen is one of my guys I'm looking out for uh, in this game, really getting pressure, and also DJ Jones. I think getting interior pressure against Tua would be the best way to stop that offense and actually limit it. I think Tua, you know, is not that well under interior pressure. I know of some of the edge guys uh, get off too quickly and really he can step up in the pocket, but getting that interior pressure will be key. So, Players like Zach Allen, DJ Jones, going to be very, very key in uh, getting this uh, win for the Broncos. Absolutely. My next key to victory is coming out hot in the second half. The Broncos cannot afford to do what they have done the last two weeks, and that is playing very, very bad football in the third quarter. Um, you talked a lot about the middle eight on this podcast. That's basically the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half, and the Broncos have just been very, very poor in that aspect. Um, but I think if they, they want to have any shot of winning this game, is just being a better team in the second half. Last week was just horrible. I think there's up until like the fourth quarter, the the offense only had like a to- or in the third quarter the Broncos offense only had like a total 40 to 50 yards like total that whole quarter and the offense just couldn't get anything going I know the defense lost us the game and the Broncos offense still scored 33 points but that was on a very lucky Hail Mary and um you know uh that that drive Russell Wilson was driving the ball I'm not gonna lie but um overall our offense did not have the best game it was way too inconsistent so I'm looking to see uh, offense that keeps up with Miami's offense um regardless of how our defense plays Russell Wilson and these receivers Jerry Judy Cortland Sun Brand Johnson Marvin Mims they're all gonna have to be you know really uh, great downfield threats yeah I, we just need to see this offense now put it together for four quarters especially against a Dolphins team that's just explosive offensively especially with that play call that they got in Mac McDaniel. You just have to keep on putting up points. And we can't only just put up points in the first half this game. We're going to have to do it in the third quarter and in the fourth. I'll be talking about the uh, middleweight later on as we go on this episode. But that's going to be key and also just second-half points and really finding our groove once we get out of halftime. So that, that will be key. So this next one is my biggest key to victory. I've been thinking about it this whole week, honestly, and me and you have talked a little bit about it off camera, is winning the time of possession battle. I think that's one way, and that's actually the main way the Broncos can wear down the Miami Dolphins and win this football game. Um, while they... While the Broncos do have playmakers like Marvin Mims, who's coming off an excellent game, I think they got to get him a lot more involved this week. He's a great downfield threat, but... I think the Broncos should really, you know, try to go back, not go back to what they were doing against the Raiders, but kind of find yourself building long, sustained drives. Um, Not always, you know, taking those downfield uh, shots like all the time. And then also running the football a lot, which leads to my last key to victory. This is these two kind of coincide. If you're running the ball a lot, you're feeding, please feed Javante Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. The Broncos just for whatever reason abandoned that last week during their, their lack of, um, you know, converting first downs, uh, converting, you know, second, third downs and putting points up on the board last week in that middle late, they really struggled to get anything going offensively. That's because, I mean, I hate to say it, but Sean Payne kind of abandoned the run game. I know they're playing uh, behind a little bit and the, the commanders had a lot of momentum in that second half, especially coming in from the, the end of that first half. But 
Do not abandon the run game. Have a balanced offensive attack. Make it easier on Russell Wilson. Uh, it'll establish the play action a lot more. Get him out in the bootleg. Um, I think that's going to help out Russell Wilson tremendously. Um, and just I want to see a more you know polished run game this week. And the reason I say that is because the last time Sean Payne's offense went against Vic Fangio's defense, which happened to be here in Denver in 2021, the Dolphins, um, the Sean Payne's offense in New Orleans averaged 5.2 yards per carry, and that was between four different running backs. I mean, he was just having his way with them. And, you know, obviously that was a Kendall Henson game, but all time, like Vic Fangio has kind of struggled to keep up with uh, Sean Payne's run game. If you look at all these matchups, um, he averages, you know, well, um, well over four yards of carry. Just has a lot of success with that. But I know Vic Fangio's definitely got the, the best of him defensively at times. I don't want to see Sean Payne abandon the run game because that's really what works best for him. Um, you know, Sean, these tend to like result in shootouts, um, especially with how this could go against a high-powered Miami offense. But where I'm getting at is just I really feel like this should be a main focus point, especially with the, the weakness of the Miami Dolphins on defense is their run defense. In week one of the Chargers, the, the Miami Dolphins allowed 5.8 yards per carries. Uh, I mean, Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler literally killed them. And I think we have a really talented uh, duo here in Denver with Samaje Pierre and Javante Williams, and they should utilize that this weekend. And to elaborate on that point specifically, while I'll be shifting to my keys to victory, mine is utilizing uh, a strategy that Sean Payne's mentor, Bill Parcells, once said, the best defense is less defense, which is winning the time, time of possession battle. I talked about it for Dami Orange. You just talked about it right now. The best defense is less defense, which means keep the offense on the field as long as possible. I know people did not like how the first game went between the Raiders and us, especially with us only having six drives the whole game, six possessions. If I'm being quite honest, we need to have a similar type game on Sunday in order for us to win. Listen, I live in Miami. The hot, the hot sun is something to literally I – can't, I can't describe it to you guys unless you're in it, if I'm being quite honest. And I do not want our defense baking under that sun on Sunday. I'd rather it be the Dolphins' defense – Listen, I know they practice here in Miami almost you know, weekly, but still, that sun is no joke. I'd rather have the Dolphins defense baking in that sun for 40 minutes out of a whole 60-minute game. I would rather have six possessions on offense, each team, and I like the Den Denver's chances in that. I don't want it to be a shootout. Sean Payne understands it, especially from his mentor, Bill Parcells, preaching that uh, strategy. And always, Bill Parcells knew Whenever he did not have a good defense, like how Sean Payne does not have a good defense as of right now, you can't have them be on the field every single time, every single drive. So utilizing that clock, feeding Javante Williams, like you said, is going to be crucial in winning this game. And that leads into my second key to victory, which is going to be early down success. I've talked about it last episode for the preview. I'm going to talk about it this uh, preview episode. Early down success is key. We've had a lot of early down first downs, especially in the first half, but in the second half, no early down success whatsoever. So to kind of play off of that, second half early down success is going to be key in this game. We need to get first downs on first and second down real early in the second half, third quarter and fourth quarter. So I'm looking forward to second half early down success. That's why this offense is moving and grooving early. Yeah, we talked a lot about that Commanders matchup where the and you can say the same thing for the Broncos defense because they were allowing so many first downs and early downs for the Washington Commanders. Um, they were three of ten on third down in that game. The Commanders offense um, and Sam Sam Howell and 
that they still managed to put up 35 points. So that's just unacceptable. And you're telling me that they're only having a 30 down or 30% conversion rate and they still put up 35 points on you. That's just a really bad defense. Um, that's not how, you know, contenders play. Um, and that's, that's a Vance Joseph thing. He's got to fix this week and make sure that's prepared. He seemed very confident in his press conferences this week. that he, this still can be a dominant defense as he, uh, you know, quoted it. Um, so we're losing a lot of playmakers. Um, unfortunately, obviously news came out, uh, that Justin Simmons will be out with that hip um, injury and the growing injury as well. So he's dealing with two uh, you know, simultaneous injuries right now. So his status, he is out. Um, so unfortunately, and Mike Purcell, obviously, like I said, he'll be playing. That's a, a big piece to have in the run game to uh, prevent Raheem Moster from winning that uh, time possession battle. But um, yeah, were you talking about the, the time possession? I mean, how, how can you run out the clock more than running the ball? I mean, you can passing the ball. You're going to, um, you know, assuming that the you know pass is not always going to be completed uh, in bounds. I mean, you have a better, much better chance of running the ball. So I think you got two guys that are really, really good up the gut. That's going to kill the time. I mean, if they can pick up at least three to four yards per carry every, you know, every, every carry, every attempt, I think you could definitely wear down that defense. Um, and like you said, perfectly, they might be in Miami, but, you know, we're a football team, you know, playing here in Miami as well. It's a fresh slate. Um, and obviously, they have that experience advantage over us. We can't take that away from them. But I feel like we have a really good coaching staff and run game as well as a, a excellent run blockers um, that we could definitely, like, utilize these skill sets because that's one thing. Like, I've seen the Broncos' offensive line in these first two weeks recreate the line of scrimmage so well. I would love to see it against a Miami defensive line that I believe, honestly – I know Jalen Phillips is uh, pretty solid, Christian Wilkins as well, but I think it's slightly overrated. I think we could definitely, uh, we can definitely put it, uh, you know, you know, rock the hammer on them, pound the football, and I think that starts with uh, Javante Williams, Samaj P. Ryan. Um, but yeah, those are great points you bring up. Yeah, just let them bake under that sun, that Dolphins defense, and I know uh, fans will be able to tell on uh, the television that uh, the Dolphins will have the uh, shaded side, and the Broncos will have the sun side. Uh, when you look at the stadium and uh, I know I'll be baking under there. Listen, I lived in Miami, you know, all of my life. You would think I'm used to the sun and the heat. I'm still not. It's still unbearable. So I know the Dolphins defense would not like to be in the sun all that time, but for this game, I hope they are. I know Peyton knows that he needs that for this, uh, for this offense and feeding Javante will be a big thing in this game. And my last key to victory, Amir, you mentioned it before the middle eight, needs to be a lot better for this team in order us uh, in order for us to win the last four minutes of the first half has not been kind to us especially against that commander's game was not great at all and then the first four minutes of the second half i mean you could everyone could have told you i mean during that commander's game it was not well we completely lost that middleweight uh for sure against the commanders we can we cannot afford to do that against the dolphins so whether we defer it First, that's where we can get the ball at half, or we come out at half on defense. Does not matter. We need to win that middleweight and really, you know, stamp our uh, step our foot on them on that middleweight. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a main focal point, like I mentioned, and that starts with time of possession, running the football. I think that's been one of the biggest keys uh, to victory that we mentioned today. Um, you know, multiple times, um, and I think uh, yeah, if the Broncos are going to win it. Any any way they're going to win this football game is dominating the time possession and then be 
becoming a better football team at the end of the first half set and at the beginning of the second half as well in the entire second half. Now just trying to play catch up at the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. And that's what legit legitimate football teams do. And I think you brought, you brought Sean Payton over here for a reason. And I think they're going to correct that in this game. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, they have a really, really solid coaching staff over there as well. I mean, those um, they're put, putting together quite a um, powerhouse in Miami. Um, what what are your thoughts on the Miami Dolphins going to this matchup? Just from a um, obviously, you, you know, them living there in Miami the best. Um, what how, how serious are you taking them in this matchup? Well, I mean, they're by far the best team we are going to play so far this season. Just three games yeah. in, they're a lot better than the Raiders and a lot better than the Commanders. Uh, they're a serious threat in the AFC. Uh, you know, I won't lie about that. I mean, they have the best weapons in the league, in my opinion. I believe they have the best wide receiver in the NFL in Tyreek Hill. Xavier Howard, even though, in my opinion, he struggled a bit, he's still Xavier Howard. He can still have those flashes and moments. Uh, and Vic Fangio is a big part of uh, that defense. And as the season goes on and the defense gets stronger and healthier because they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back, Vic Fangio is going to have a lot of cool stuff going on with that Dolphins team. But if there's a time to get them, it'll be now, especially with the players still trying to learn Fangio's system and, you know, just the home opener for the Dolphins. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, anxiety flowing in that in that stadium. A lot of fans finally excited about the Dolphins. It feels like they actually have a real team for the first time in a long time, it seems like. So, you know, you never know. This is, might be a trap game for uh, a lot of fans here, and I know they're taking it uh, not lightly. Uh, I know the Broncos have struggled a bit, but the Broncos, uh, it would be a very Broncos thing to uh, win this game after we drop onto the Commanders and the Raiders. Seriously, yeah, that's just, I, you would think that we were just guaranteed to lose this game, especially with Justin Simmons being out and the fact that our defense has just been atrocious. But it's one of those games where it's like, is our defense really going to be that bad three weeks in a row? And especially, you know, second week in a row with how bad they were last week. Um, but, I don't know. It just like this whole my whole feeling this week has just been kind of like a toss up. Like I really could see a shock in the world and go in and win this one. And the the Dolphins are kind of due for like a I don't know. I don't know how how what label I would put on it. But like they're they've been so dominant. They're kind of due for like a a reality check soon enough, right? Like I feel like that might come against a really um you know a veteran head coach in Sean Payton that will attack their uh, attack big Fangio and take advantage of uh, what he does defensively. They've had a lot of matchups together. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Listen, I don't think like the Dolphins are like unbeatable. I know Miami fans will tell you that they're, no one's going to beat them. They're going to go 17 to no, but I think a veteran coach like Sean Payton knows how to manage games and really get the best out of his team, especially from, you know, today's day and age with the NFL and how it's run. I mean, Brandon Staley, we all know, is not that great of a head coach, and he really blew that game in the first week against the Dolphins. And then against Bill Padgett, it looks like Mike McDaniel just has Bill Belichick's number on that side, and really they've kind of dominated that matchup for a while, even though that's always been a one-possession game. It's always been a, you know, a good battle between those two, but another veteran head coach like Sean Payton can give the Dolphins a reality check. Uh, as you said, I think that's a good term to use, but yeah, I for sure – believe that the Dolphins are beatable they're not you know this dominant dominant team that everyone makes it a you know makes it seem like especially at the worldwide leader at ESPN but uh yeah they're for sure beatable and I think a big part in doing that I'd like to bring up just two more quick notes I think that Denver Broncos offense has to target Xavier Howard he leads the penalty he leads the league in penalties with four and that's four accepted penalties as well so not good he's had his uh 
his fair share of issues with coverage. And I do believe, just from the things I've heard, I do believe that our wide receiver won. Jerry Judy's in for a big game. So I think targeting Xavier Howard and really um, going after that secondary of the Dolphins is going to be big in winning this game. Yeah, absolutely. Which leads us into our next um, segment is we do every single week for our game preview is our player of the game prediction starting on the offensive side of the ball. Who do you have taking this week's offensive player of the game? So I know last week I took Jerry Judy under the impression that he was not going to be on limited snaps. As everyone saw, he was clearly on limited snaps. He was not uh, 100% uh, into that game. Um, it looks like for this game, he will just be a full goal. I, I've heard stuff that he, he you know, he's 100% healthy. He's ready to go. So in his first real game action, I will be taking Jerry Judy. Again, I mentioned about Xavier Howard. I think he can exploit that matchup. I think this homecoming is going to be a good one for Jerry Judy. I expect big things out of him. And if it's not him, I'll say a secondary guy to lean on will be Brandon Johnson. I'm very high on Brandon Johnson. Another Florida guy. Yep, another South Florida guy. So I'm expecting Jerry Judy, but my fallback option just in case is Brandon Johnson. I like it. He's picking the two Florida guys, and I'm also picking Jerry Judy this week. I know both of us picked Jerry Judy last week, and he only had 25 receiving yards. But this week, I think, like you said, perfect. It's his homecoming game. We saw it when Kareem Jackson went to Houston, and he balled out in that game. I think you're going to see it with Jerry Judy here in Miami. Obviously, he was born and raised in uh, South Florida, for a lot of you guys that don't know. Um, this is the game where I feel like he's going to go out and show all of his family, all the his his old friends and everybody that he grew up with that, that, Hey, I'm, I'm still that guy. I am that guy. And he's going to go out there and have a really big game. Who is one of the few players that I was talking about this early in the show. Who's one of the few players on this team. That's actually familiar with that weather and has actually practiced and uh, had held workouts with other NFL players in South Florida, every single off season for long periods of time. I mean, it's Jerry Judy. I mean, it's just very, very obvious to me. I don't think any other player I would like for it to be Javante. Cause I've talked about, a yeah. lot of these play, I, I would love for us to pound the rock and just be a, a force. I would love to see him go for a hundred rushing yards, but I think they're going to still go with a balanced approach. Um, I think this week they're going to lean a little bit more with uh, Samaje than they did last week. I believe last week they only gave him one carry the entire game. It was ridiculous. Um, like I said, I want to see them run the ball more. Um, so I think it's going to be like a little split count between the both of them. I think you'll see both of them get like around 10 carries or maybe a little bit less. Um, but I think Jerry Judy, he's going to get like those big plays and play action, those deep shots that uh, Russell Wilson's looking for. I know you mentioned a little bit, um, your sources are telling you a little bit that Jerry Judy uh, is expected to you know play a big part in the offensive game plan this week. Um, can't say too much about that, but Jerry Judy, look out for him. Look uh, look out for number 10, uh, you know, back in South Florida this weekend. I can't wait. I can't wait. If uh, things do go as planned, I expect the uh, South Florida kids uh, to have a big game. That means Jerry Judy. That means Brandon Johnson. That means even Patrick Sertan on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. And that leads us into our next prediction, defensive player of the game. Who do you have uh, taking this one this week? So I know I just mentioned PS2, but – Took him last week, and I think I took him for the Raiders game. And I do expect for him to have another good game against the Dolphins, especially against Tyreek Hill. But I actually do believe that our defensive player of the game is finally he's going to show up and disrupt things for Tua. It's going to be Zach Allen. I think he's going to show up against the Dolphins. Mm. I expect at least one or two batted balls at the line of scrimmage, and I can see him getting a couple QB pressures. So I believe 
he will get through that Butch Berry offensive line uh, coached uh, team for the Dolphins. As we all know, we're very familiar with Butch Berry, but I do believe Zach Allen uh, will expose some parts of that offensive line and really get the best of them and disrupt Tua in that timing. I'm going to go with a fellow guy on the defensive line as well. I'm going to go with Randy Gregory, actually. Teron Armstead is dealing with a, a little bit of an injury right now. He's questionable. Um, it's looking like he's going to actually play this week, though. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a weakness on their line right now. He isn't 100%. Do you feel like Randy Gregory, a strong side linebacker, could take advantage of that matchup? Um, I he, I know he's strong side, so they're going up against a left-handed quarterback, meaning he could flip sides in the D-line. But fans show us if it has attended, and even Ezio Evero did it as well, they tended to swap him and Jonathan Cooper on the D-line. So it's not like they have one designated matchup all the time. I mean, it's a, a lot less flip-flopping um, this year as opposed to last year. So that will be his kind of primary matchup, I guess you can say. Um, he, he might be getting some looks uh, you know, on the other side as well. But I think he could take advantage of this matchup, and I think his high motor – uh, that's going to pay dividends in the uh, the tough uh, Florida weather in this this Sunday. Yeah, and I'm just hoping Vance Joseph can just be creative with Randy Gregory and Jonathan Cooper and our edge rushing guys. I, I still believe in those guys. I believe they're good ball players. We just need to see them get put in great positions. And I'm hoping. I mean, if another if we're talking about keys to victories again, I think Vance Joseph is a key to victory for this game. He needs to have a great game. <laughs> yeah. And if I had to pick someone for defensive player of the game, it, I hope Vance Joseph is that guy, if I'm being honest. Even though he's not a player, I'd still pick him to be that because I need him to have that good of a game. I hope but so, yeah, man. Randy Gregory needs to have a great game. I, I mean, I'm hoping he's one of our players of the games, like you said. But, yeah, I think a big part of his his success, and I would even say Zach Allen's success, is going to be predicated on Vance Joseph. If he can be creative with his defensive line and get pressure on Tua, this is going to be – a lot easier game than people think. I'm not saying we will still win it, but easier from the standpoint of limiting that offense and that their explosive plays. Absolutely. And that leads us to our final prediction of the episode is our score predictions, which you guys have been all waiting for. Who will win this game and by what score? I'm going to save mine for the end because I have a bit of a, I want to say surprise. I mean, it's a little bit of a surprise, but I'll give my reasoning for it. Yeah, living in Miami, you know, obviously I'm around a lot of Dolphins people, family, friends, a lot of people. So, you know, I've, you know, I don't dislike the Dolphins, but you know, it's their fans can tend to, you know, be you know annoying every here and there. But a lot of fan bases are like that, so I won't, you know, be crucial on them like that. But listen, I I do believe the uh, Denver Broncos are struggling big time on defense. I think the offense is still going to have a good game. I think they're going to be a lot more balanced. Um, Russell Wilson is still going to be playing very good. So I think that's a, <laughs> something we can take away from Sunday. But I do think the Dolphins will win their home opener. I do believe the Broncos are going to go 0-3. It pains me to say it that my hometown team is going to beat my favorite team and the team that I write for. But I believe we're going to get somewhat of a shootout Payne's going to try to limit the possessions, but at the end, the Dolphins will outlast the Broncos 30-27 to 27 on Sunday. So I'm going to go with a very interesting score prediction here, and I'm going to give you my reason. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos 28-27. to 27. Here, here is my reason why. The last two weeks, all 
all three of us, me, me and Jordan, uh, we have predicted the Broncos to win. And what has happened? The Broncos have not won two relatively easy opponents. Yeah. I'm going to do the listeners a favor, and I don't care if I look like a clown with the score prediction after the game or whatever, but I'm going Broncos 28 to 27 to try to reverse the jinx. I'm going to try to reverse the jinx. And if this actually works and the Broncos win, I'm going to start picking the Broncos or picking the whatever the opposite is every single week because we need the Broncos to win, win games. And if a jinx by any means necessary actually works, then so, so what? But I also want to give a little bit of logical standpoint to this. This game is going to be so, and a lot of people may be shocked by the score predictions we're giving, especially with my point differential was one, yours is three. A lot of people may be shocked by the listeners and everything. I know everybody, I'm seeing a lot of people on my Instagram, you know, predict 49 to 14 or something. Like everybody's saying we're going to get destroyed because of Vance Joseph and then Justin Simmons being out as well. And there's no, not a lot of, you know, options in that, that safety room right now. It's little, looking a little bit scary. Um, but, it's going to be a lot closer than I feel like a lot of people think, man. I, I just have a gut feeling about it. Vic Fangio and Sean Payne have always had close matchups. It's never really been a blowout by any means. Um, I think, like you've said it best in recent episodes, this is going to come down to like coordinator matchups and positional matchups. It's not going to just be a 2-0 Dolphins against the 0-2 Broncos. Like I feel like the Broncos have a lot of offensive momentum right now. This game could turn into a shootout. You never really know. Um, I don't think it's going to get into the 30s, um, honestly, in my opinion. Um, I think it could graze the 30s, maybe a 30 like you're uh, predicting. But I feel like re- even though I'm I'm picking the Broncos solely to reverse the jinx, I really do think it could be like a one point, two point, three point game. I really do believe that. Um, you just look at the history between the uh, the you know, obviously Sean Payne and Vic Fangio. Um, I don't care about the lack of talent and everything. I just feel like this week the defense is going to turn up a little bit, even though it's against one of the highest powered, you know, top three offenses in the NFL. Um, I really do. I, you know, I actually do believe in this prediction. Um, I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm just going to make that prediction to, you know, reverse jinx the Broncos, hopefully. But in terms of like point differential, I don't really see the, the Dolphins blowing us out, if I'm being honest. Hopefully, hopefully this age as well. Yeah, I believe it's going to be a one possession game. You know, it's bro. At the end of the day, these are just professional athletes that really want to win. It's not again, like you said, an all in two team versus a two and zero team. Just an old two team that you think would just be down in the dumps and not really. I mean, these guys are still they're trying to fight for the jobs every day. They're trying to get the season back on track. I mean, I know yeah, a lot of odds. Yeah, a lot of odds are against them. But again, no one thought the Rams would beat uh, the Seahawks week one. But the yeah. coordinator matchups made a huge difference. I think it, this could be this type of game. For the Broncos, so I'm expecting a one possession game. I know I have my 30 to 27 prediction for the Dolphins, but funny enough, obviously, I wrote a sticky note to my mom in her office 30 27 Broncos. So I'm expecting a 30 27 one way, but at the end, I do think the Dolphins get it. So yeah, and you know, like I said, the NFL is the NFL. You really can never predict anything, and it feels like everybody's picking the Dolphins this week. Something might happen, man. And I've I said in one of our episodes earlier this week, I have that little last feeling in my gut that it's like a trap game. I don't know what it is inside me. You notice, like every year, even like last year, the Broncos every year upset one team. Like even especially like a contender, or like yeah, especially a contender. Like they always upset one team. Could come in week three for the Broncos, um, but. With that being said, that is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed If you guys are listening on YouTube, make sure you guys hit the like button. But most importantly, please comment your score predictions down below. Um, we obviously announced our uh, winner. Uh, shouted out our winner from the, the closest score prediction for the Broncos-Commanders game last week. Um, and we're going to do it again uh, for our post-game 
um, this uh, upcoming Sunday after the game, um, where it's going to be me and J Mac on there. Obviously, Jordan, you're gonna be, you'll, you'll be at the game. Um, but yeah, hopefully we win this one, man. Highly anticipated matchup. Broncos, like I said, cannot go to 0-3. Um, it's going to be the Broncos at Dolphins on CBS at 11 a.m. Mount, Mountain Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, like I said, on CBS. So looking forward to this matchup. Um, then if you guys are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow. Um, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos having the podcast. And last thing, noting off, make sure you guys help us get the 2K subs. If you're listening on YouTube, all of the listeners, um, I don't care where you listen. You guys are always greatly appreciated. Um, but as always, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez. Until the next episode, recapping the Denver Broncos game against the Miami Dolphins. It's the next episode. Peace out, everybody. Peace.